0: Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review. Stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana.
1: Hello, everyone. And
0: today we're going to talk about a book, which I don't actually really care what the book is. That content thing,
1: but, wise yeah content wise because okay. i'm not
0: really going to be reviewing the book so much as the audio book
1: um
0: and this is uh, something interesting for me
1: what's special about the audio this here? is
0: an audiobook. Uh, let me go over to the uh, um audible page and it says this it says uh, artifact by joshua james again doesn't really matter what the book is mm-hmm. it says narrated by virtual voice Dun 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 dun.
1: Okay. Uh, length eight
0: hours and 44 minutes. Release date, uh, what's that? To 28th of December last yes. year. So at the end of last year, Audible turned on, well, not Audible, it's actually Audible uh, KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing. So it's the Amazon publish, like, you know, self publishing arm of yeah. Amazon okay. decided to turn on. Uh, you can now have a machine read your book for you and it gets put over onto Kindle. Right. Uh, onto yeah, so not just on Kindle self publishing, but also audiobook self publishing. So,
1: oh, yeah, okay, so if you self publish self-publish a book yeah. and you don't want the whole machinery of who's going to read it, are yeah, yeah, yeah. you can read it yourself? Yeah, because you Audible just...
0: doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, Audible okay. does that for, you know, what's the the yeah. Audible um, originals and stuff, but this is the self publishing. So, this is not yeah. Audible or Audible originals. Yes. It's the Kindle self publishing machine, which c- can then. Automatically, I guess, somehow automatically submit those books to okay. uh, to the uh, the. Um Audible store So there's yes. Amazon And then there's the Kindle Like self-publishing arm And then there's Audible And this isn't really An Audible feature Yes Kind of is an Audible feature But it's it's because It's all the same Publishing company Yes. So okay. let's I'm just going to put that aside For yeah. now And say that I Wanted to check out This new technology Or this new Newly available technology Because uh, I
1: pointed this out To you that that now is, Well not just exists. because You pointed
0: it out You pointed <laughs> it out But it's like You know it's in the air Of yeah. publishing and books And this is a book review podcast um, And i I listen to a lot of audio books. Oh, and yes. so I wanted to check out kind of this first version of uh, this uh, book. And I wasn't going to spend an audible credit for a machine to read a book to me, <laughs> okay. uh, which again, I'll get onto that in a bit later. Either way, I... Was looking through the Audible free library, like, you know, because I've got an Audible membership and you get, I get one audio book a month yeah. that I pay a credit for. But also I like free audiobooks. So there's the free the Audible free library, yes. which you can just, um, you know, you, any book in there you can just add to your th- You know, there's, I've read some really good books from yeah. there, you know, lots of old books. Yes. Um, lots of really good lots of Stefan Rud- Rudnicki narrated books you know those uh, um, those Ursula K. Le Guin books right. they were all from the free library or you know or either the library app you know like the normal you know the Libby, Libby app, app or, yeah. um, or the Audible free library which is it feels like that because you just get any book anytime you want yes. so the book that I chose was uh, Artifact by Joshua James an author who I've never really heard of me neither um, and a book called Artifact and it's uh, let me bring it up here it's on uh, Saturn's Legacy number one by Joshua James. Uh 4.23 stars on um on uh, Goodreads. Oh,
1: okay. And that is a
0: very high rating. By for how a book.
1: many how many reviews?
0: 1390 <laughs> ratings and ninety-six reviews. And okay. this comes out at 4.23 <clears throat> stars. So I was like, this is it. I don't really care what the book is, but it's a well-received book. And it's garbage This is not Totally not a 4.23 This is obviously Like a self-published author Mm -hmm. He's got a following People Mm -hmm. enjoy his books Because I can totally understand If this is the kind of book That you want Yeah You could read this And be like Yeah fine That is Of that style of book It is a totally fine style of book.
1: What style of book is it?
0: Which, you know, like bullshit military science fiction, like a tough guy and a not so tough guy and they team up and the tough guy, you know, saves the not so tough guy. And by the end of the book, the not so tough guy has learned to kill without remorse and the end. And you're like, okay, okay. So it's just it's like lots of death, lots of action. And it's just like that all the way through. And it's and it's and it, it's terrible so let me just give my quick potted review because I made some notes as I go th- went through this so it turns out like in Mesopotamia um, some th- you know you know the Stargate oh there's a thing down here yeah and I was like, Oh, a bit like Stargate. Um, and you know, someone finds an artifact and then it, and it leads to a different artifact and that artifact is pointing to one on the moon and the one on the moon is pointing to an artifact, MacGuffin
1: you know, journeys,
0: yeah, somewhere like that, you know, so exactly the same kind of thing, which is, you know, like I say, Stargate and yeah. even 2001, a space odyssey, go to the moons of Saturn or Jupiter <laughs> and, um, and find a thing and then mm. explore the thing. And, um, so uh, I made a note here, only talk about the book for five minutes. So and it starts off in this guy as like, I can't believe I'm guarding these archaeologists instead of being a real soldier. This is our main guy, uh, uh, Lowell, his name is. And oh, I'm like, okay. and I'm like, it's funny you should say that because like, because I read science fiction books and like half of all the soldiers I encounter in science fiction are looking after archaeologists on different planets doing archaeology like it's like a mainstay of science fiction that there's archaeologists digging something up and yeah. the soldier is there guarding them so yes it's and, or
1: anthropologists yeah
0: or anthropologists yes. you know that yeah. kind of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they did the scene where someone's like and now I'll, uh, I'll do this thing and it's called uh, the thing you know and he's reading this Mesopotamian you know like the I was just at the British Museum last week oh yeah I flew over to the UK to go to a funeral and he's... had some time down in London and so I went to the British Museum and there's all these cuneiforms you know this yeah. kind of stuff and yeah. I was like oh this is what I was just reading about in yeah. the book. And the guy is translating it and he's like, and it's, and it means not a gate to the stars but scrub it out stargate and i'm like you're yeah, literally doing no. the scene from Star-. not quite literally okay. but it's, it's exactly that okay. scene instead of instead of uh, mm-hmm. like oh i'm the one who can interpret the uh you know the hieroglyphs and i'm gonna solve this problem yeah. like the guy is just there well i can re- re- read canoe form or whatever it is yes. but like different languages yeah
1: so uh basically one of those oh this language hasn't been spoken out loud for yeah. thousands of years and now if i say the words something will happen
0: yeah kind of well he interprets something anyway okay. later it, it, they then they go to Enceladus so something happens on Mars something happens in Mesopotamia but then all the action t- happens on Enceladus do you know where Enceladus is no it's the it's a moon of, of. saturn okay and it's like a small icy planet and yeah. there's like fissures that come out and the water underneath spits out and it actually creates all this the, all the water that comes out the south pole or wherever it comes out of enceladus creates one of the rings of saturn you know because the, the, the rings are constantly have to be replenished oh, right. with dust and and ice particles okay and so enceladus is one of the reasons why the it's ice rings the are, ring provider yeah ring <laughs> provider Um, And so it's just dumb action. Like there's stuff above the ice and then they go below the ice and they're in the ocean under the Enceladus and then there's an artefact there and then there's undersea monsters and it's just garbage. Like it's like nothing happening. Like it's not not that interesting, but it's just continuous action. I mean, they're running around and doing all this stuff and I was like... I reckon if I look up what the gravity of Enceladus is, none of this is going to make sense because it's sort of like, we're on the moon. And it's like, you know, like, I don't mind. You know, we were watching For All Mankind. Stuff set on Mars. And they kind of reference the fact that it's only one third gravity on Mars. Yes. Yes. But you can kind of get away with it not looking weird and just the actors are just (laughs) going to do the ad. When it's like, oh, now we're in zero gravity. Yeah, it's like, okay, now we're going to do the special effects and we've got to make people like float around in a way. But on the Mars and the moon, you can just get away with action and you just go, okay, well, the ceilings are low. So, you know, of course, everybody will be running and jumping and bumping their heads on the ceiling. But let's just pretend we're all used to it. And we're just going to film it in a studio in Los Angeles and move on.
1: And in this case, the story is good enough. So that yeah, I don't you, mind. You, your mind doesn't constantly think like, oh, is this there's this? ways of not
0: minding, but there's just yeah. all this action going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, Enceladus must be really small. Like, it's, not like, really it's small. not like Titan, which is like bigger than our moon or like almost the size of Mercury or Venus where you're like, oh, proper. Yeah, I've proper. Not,
1: not heard of this before. Yeah, so it really must small. be really small.
0: It's really small. Um, And then so I did look it up Uh, in it's one. Uh, like on Earth, we have, um, you know, uh, gravity is at uh, about let's just say I think it's nine point eight, but like ten meters per second per second. So the acceleration is like for every meter uh, for every second that you're falling, you speed up by ten meters a second. Okay, or you know, yeah. it's sort of like this second order of per second per second. So is that the per second per second? You're like, no, what, what's that per second yeah. anyway? There, it's not one tenth, but one hundredth. It's about one hundredth. So you're
1: falling much faster?
0: No. No. No, you don't fall at all. So I looked it up. It says jumping on Enceladus would be super fun. This is a Google. This is not in the book. This is me just looking at Google. You'd rise up to about 42.6 meters or 140 feet before floating back down, landing with the same force as if you had jumped on Earth. So if you, this is all the action on Enceladus. People are just running around and jumping and stuff. And I'm like, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't, that wouldn't be able be what to hap- move. Yeah. <laughs> you, every step you take, you'd be like any energy that you put. And these people just arrive and they're just running around in the spaceships and different and bases. And I'm just like, okay, that's no. Um, so, and then way later in the book, there's suddenly like, oh, and also artificial gravity on this spaceship. And I'm like, wait, you can't just suddenly say there's artificial gravity on this spaceship. Like all this time, it reminded me of the book um, uh, Sea of Tran- Sea of Tranquility. Yeah. Uh, and I was always people were just going backwards and forwards. Like people who grew up on the moon would go back to Earth. And and I'd be like, yeah, but their bones wouldn't work, and they'd be really yeah. tall and stuff. And then, like, way later on, like four chapters before the end, and they're sort of like, oh yeah, and we've got these artificial um, gravity machines on the moon, which have been, you know, which. And I was like, you can't wait until the end of the book, and someone goes, hey, you know, there's not enough gravity on the moon for like bone development, and someone's <laughs> like, okay, oh, artificial gravity, and I'm yeah. like, that makes the whole book useless. Yeah, convenient. Um, the archaeologist is like, I hate fish, and, I, and there's other fish things that like, I hate fish, and I'm like, look. Uh, Indiana Jones as an archaeologist not liking snakes is a good fun moment, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And they set it up like in the first scene, there there's a snake, and he's like, oh, and then there's a snake in the plane. He's like, I hate snakes. And then yeah. later on, there being a pit of snakes is like really. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, I hate fish. And so I'm like nobody like hates fish. And then there's yeah. fish going around eating people, and you're like, I told you I hate fish. It's sort of like a, a fish phobia isn't as fun as a yeah. as an archae- archaeologist snake phobia.
1: Also, why would there be fish? could not there be an, anything an, an, else? Couldn't there be honestly? Anything? I don't want to go
0: into too much detail about this book (laughs) Um, and then you know he's translating this thing and then they're like okay translate the next bit and he's like hmm this bit's difficult to translate I'm like you flew all the way from Earth to Enceladus you've had time to translate the whole thing why haven't you like translated the whole thing (laughs) Yeah, like multiple various translations got lots of people to try and translate it and then when you get there and you're going to be putting the keystone into the stargate it's not that but you know what I mean you're going to be putting the thing into the trigger into the thing that's going to warm up the artifact that's going to be so like why are you waiting until like like someone's like oh now what do we do with it it's like ah i'm gonna read the next bit of this translation you have to put it in and turn it clockwise no anti-clockwise because there the sun would go this way and the clocks would do and you're like no, ah. oh, that's actually me thinking of that but like why would why wait until like the last minute to translate it um mm-hmm. so and then there's this like obvious you know i said there was this book with the last astronaut and i was like this person doesn't understand science or physics or um and and we both stopped reading, I think, this last astronaut. And it was yes. sort of like, We're gonna put the thrusters, we're gonna put the forward thrusters on to cancel out our forward acceleration and or whatever it is, like that. Sure. And you're like, No, that's just not how anything and this book is just full of me going, Wait, but that's not how things work. That's not how physics works. <laughs> um uh, for example, they've got these sonic weapons and they're like, shh, and it makes someone go splat and it's a sonic weapon, and I'm like, you're outside on Enceladus. there's no atmosphere how does a sonic weapon work in it's literally oh, yeah you need in, the atmosphere in, to in space, waves. can hear you scream i'm like nothing is like doesn't and then later on they're underwater and they're like oh and the sonic weapon was dampened out by the water and i'm like no sound travels better and faster underwater yeah. than it does if, first of all, in air, let alone... In, so it's sort of like sonic weapons which would work underwater suddenly don't work and are dampened out, but they do work in the, you know, vacuum of space.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make sense.
0: And it just got even more... Like, every one of these steps, I'm like, this is get, making me more dumb. And finally, there's this picked him up, he's like, this guy had a digital weapon. And I'm like, oh, what's a digital weapon? And then it's sort of like... And then he picked up the electric weapon. And I was like, wait, so it isn't an electric weapon or is it a... A digital digital weapon And then he fires it And then he says And then he shot the laser weapon I was like Wait So is the laser weapon The same as the electrical (laughs) weapon Or is the digital weapon And then it goes Then he switches back To digital weapon And I'm like What What does it mean By a digital weapon And then he goes Well I brought out my gun And I shot him And that that was my analogue weapon And I was like What no, like the opposite of... <laughs> yes, the opposite of digital is analog in some cases, but the opposite of, of electric and laser isn't analog. And I was like, what's an analog weapon? And it was a, like a pistol. And I was like, no, a pistol is actually way more... It's <laughs> way more, like if you want to say analog, it's got way more like gradient, like if you're talking about like, the analog stick on an N64 thing. So instead of it always being on and off, there's yeah. like a gradient.
1: So what he actually means is mechanical.
0: Yeah, so he's if you're talking <laughs> about electric and mechanical, I'm like, okay, or right? it's, you know... Or explosive or chemical you know your chemical mechanical like as a normal gun versus digital electronic but it isn't that it's sort of like really confusing i'm like no a digital like on or off that's a normal weapon you go bang and it's like single pulses of like on offness which is the bullet whereas like a phaser is actually more analog because it's like turn phases to stun to kill to whatever like whatever it is to mildly uncomfortable to um Hmm ouch, or, oh, I think I forgot something. I'm just doing an Eddie Izzard routine now yeah. uh, of, like, set phases to, oh, I think I forgot something, and someone comes into the room and is like, oh, I've got to go because I forgot something. Um, it, that feels a lot more, like, analogue or gradient. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, later on, and I also made some of these things, some things that were invented, super fast travel across the solar system, when it's handy, spacesuits that also work underwater. I was like, hey, these spacesuits, they also work, also work, work underwater. I was like, the pressure in space, the pressure is, like, on the inside pushing... Out outwards and if you take something under underwater the pressure is on the outside pushing inwards it's like these inflatable space uh, spacecraft or these uh, space modules that they want to yeah. put on the well they've actually got them there
1: yeah the they only work because thing. the
0: pressure is greater inside if you take one of those under the water it would just collapse in okay and uh, And then there's underwater lasers and kind of like half-sleep technology. He's sort of like, I don't fully sleep, I half-sleep. So all of those things are invented. But they're not invented, computer translators. And this is set like, uh, you know, 60 years in the future. Um, And so they literally have to fly people. And I'm not talking translating ancient languages into modern languages. I'm talking between Chinese and English. So they fly translators from Earth to the orbit of...
1: Human translators. Yeah, that's
0: not machines. So human translators up there... Um, And uh, and then, yeah And then also, they're like, and here's something Really impressive, it's like literally They're saying this is literally going to be like the Rosetta Stone of Whatever of mm. this different alien language into here, and because this same because it's th- the same thing in loads of different languages, and they're like, oh yeah, but I don't have time to translate it, and he's sort of like, ah oh, well, and I'm like, take a photo, and later on he's like, oh, I wish I'd have had, I wish I'd have had a camera to take a photo. I'm like, why? Like everybody has, everybody has cameras
1: on their person yeah. all the time.
0: Everybody, everybody always has cameras already. But, now and this is like literally the <laughs> biggest, most important archaeological find under the oceans of Enceladus in the orbit of Saturn. And they knew they were going to do something. And they're like, tell you what, why don't we just like get a video or photos or anything? No, no nothing. Just didn't even bother. So they need, they need human translators because machine like machine learning or whatever, AI translators doesn't work. And nobody has a, a has a camera and translating. Mm. And anyway, all of that to say, don't bother reading the book. It's garbage. Uh, but I thought I'd throw out some of those fun things as I went through. So now I want to move on talking about 60 years in the future, needing human translators mm-hmm. to do the job, the real job. Yeah. And, you know, translation, they say translation as <clears throat> an art and that humans are like that. Then they're, they're capturing the meaning of one person and in one language and translating it into like the same meaning or as close to the same meaning as the other language. But then the characters are like, Hmm. Those translators, they always make the other person be more polite. Like you can see the other person's not being polite. And they say, he gives his kindest regards and hopes you the best. And they're like, no, he was probably swearing at me in yeah. English. And then you're translating that nicely into Chinese or whatever yes. back backwards and forwards again. So that human in the middle, that human job yeah. of taking some words and then transmitting them in a human voice. Yeah. This book, weirdly, had a that like the... the Uninvented technology that's in this book is kind of given away by the technology that how I listen to this book, which is instead of needing a human translator from text into human language, there's a machine translator. Although it's not translating language to language, it's narrating. So this is virtual voice narrating. Yes. So I'm going to take a quick drink and move on to the main part of what I want to talk about in this podcast.
1: Okay. But also, you didn't just stumble across it and was like just went into it not knowing it. You were yeah. went into it. No, I read this very book aware. specifically
0: because <clears throat> yeah. it's listed. And let me let me bring it up here as well. So it actually says here uh, this v- title uses virtual voice narration. Virtual voice is computer generated narration for audiobooks. It's right here on the Audible yeah. page on the in the app that I was looking for it. You know, in, in the free library when I looked for when I found it there, it was like virtual voice. That's the reason because a human uh, uh, narrator's name isn't listed. Yes. And then it says here, um, uh, you can't see it on this, but where this would be here, it says, listen to a sample of virtual voice. Okay.
1: So you know what you're getting yourself into. Yes.
0: So this is um, a thing here. Uh, This is a little bit from uh, AI audiobooks have come to Amazon Kindle and it's the first look at the new um, KDP, which is the Kindle Direct Publishing
1: it says Amazon and Audible. Oh, sorry,
0: Amazon and Audible um, have come there. So, uh, Amazon Kindle <coughs> Direct Publishing is the KDP. So, anytime you see KDP, that's this, um, and its sister's companies, ACX and Audible. Um, so uh, this is this is kind of where it's at now. It's a little bit confusing of where these are coming from. Yeah. But this person here um, is a uh, a blogger. Or this is actually it's a members only story on Medium, so I can only read the top half of this story. Right, but it's a. Uh, Uh, Kristen Walters, and um, she's obviously looking into KDP stuff. She's, like, writing about, uh, you know, direct publishing, Kindle direct publishing. Yeah, okay. Um, She got this one. Uh, I recently got an email from Amazon KDP inviting me to test their new Audible audiobook with virtual voice beta program. Yeah. and so you actually—it's just something right, right here in the uh, in like how to do it, <coughs> create hardcover, link existing right. hardcover. You know, so it's in there like self-publishing. You can actually just get it published as a hardcover or yeah. paperback or whatever it is. Yeah. You can put it as a Kindle action, Kindle stuff, and then it says add audiobook with virtual voice. Your ebook is eligible for an audiobook. Don't know how. Kindle decides How you get that. that.
1: but you have a but button where is. you can literally press, you want to have this happening.
0: Yeah, so uh, and it says, I'm assuming this move is at least in part due to Spotify's recent announcement, they will now accept Audible's audible audiobooks created with Google Play's AI voiceover feature. So you've got Audible, oh sorry, A- Amazon Kindle audiobook audio voice r- virtual voice and also Google Play's AI voiceover stuff as well. And so you can select the book that you want and look there's eight different voices here. Feminine, right. feminine, masculine, masculine, feminine, masculine, feminine, feminine, feminine. So like, you know, variations. And then you get American English, British English, lots of American English, like two British English options. Um, And more American English So whatever the voice models That they have at the moment is
1: Mostly American
0: uh, Like mostly American uh, Quite a few feminine voices But no British uh, masculine voices Yet from from this first version That I'm looking at here
1: And no Australian or New Zealand No nothing like that Ages 30
0: to 40 So in other words like adult male and female American and some British female voices. Yes. Uh, things like that. And then it goes to cover and then read this story and all the best stories. I have to become like a proper member on or, uh, on Medium and I'm not. So, but it's good. It's interesting to see like the options that they have here. Yeah, so and to see
1: what what the author is. Click a few buttons. Is, so
0: yeah. uh, from my brief views here um, of this, it feels like most people... Um, uh, like discovering it now because literally Audible or Kindle or wherever whoever turns it on has turned it on. And suddenly everyone who's had this is sort of like, yeah, I'll do that with all of my past books. And yeah. then so I look at Joshua James here um, in his uh, Audible version. So he has had previous books narrated by Mark Boyett m- narrated by... Mark boyot again. So he's obviously got, he's had some of his books narrated, narrated by Daniel Dorsey, you know, Legacy of War, just like more, I guess, generic military science fiction stuff. Yeah. But looks then, quite like that. All of his books, which haven't been uh, narrated by a human, here's yeah. James Fuey, uh, Jordan Lee. So he's had books. But then he's sort of like, oh, all of my books, which I've been self published here, uh, which I haven't had a human narrate before hmm. i'll just put all of them and they're all available as virtual voice so suddenly instead of him putting out one or two audible um n- human narrated books per year yes. he's suddenly like oh i'll put out 17 boom and yeah. 17 just arrived there and yeah. all of the authors who are doing this are all doing this now with yeah. their back catalog of course so the initial reaction when i typed in virtual voice because i just wanted to see like what other people were saying Everybody is saying, look, the way that I discover new books is that I go to latest releases. And today there's literally 4,000 new audiobooks and yeah. they're all virtual voice. Yeah. And there's 20 which are normally yes. uh, normal voice. So, so
1: basically for the individual person, the authors, yeah. the self-published authors, yeah, for them, it feels very accessible. But by, well, let's
0: get on to that. But, what I'm saying is yeah. from, from the readers or the listeners or the people just trying to discover new books, yes. the dam broke. There's yeah. a, 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 a massive flood, flood. <laughs> but I think they'll just pass by. Like, I mean, it'll take a while for them to pass by as mm. all these au- authors like just put mm. their books in um, in virtual voice. And then it'll just be like, as instead of it being as quickly as someone can go through a web interface and say, yes, release it. It's going to be to the point where authors actually then have to um, uh, write the books, like actually finish writing the book and then say the book's finished. Here's the e-book. Here's the audiobook, And so it will it will the the flood will go back down to a trickle or a river. Yeah. Maybe a bit, there'll be a lot more audio books being released because humans don't have to narrate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it'll it it'll will not be a flood, but it seems at the moment most people are annoyed about the flood of new virtual voice uh, audio books. Whereas I think it'll be fine; like it'll it'll drop down to just as as and when books are published, yes. they'll either be human narrated or virtual voice narrated.
1: And for you as a, a listener, you can you like when you look for new audio books to yeah. to listen to, can you then select? Show only this or that? No,
0: actually, no. And That's what people are saying. Right. Oh, there isn't a yeah. don't show virtual voice. There's but no other people did yet. it. They yeah. actually said, because, you know, these search boxes, you can do like Boolean operators, sort of like yeah. something plus, or you put it in brackets. Yeah. But if you put minus virtual voice and then search... Okay. It makes it so if virtual voice is listed, it doesn't yes. turn up.
1: But you have to be knowledgeable. How yeah, you have to, to know to, that. Yeah.
0: But that's what all the Reddit people are doing, just saying, look, we've got the fix. Go to the website, yeah. search for whatever you want, minus or uh, minus uh, virtual voice, and then from there you can sort in different ways okay. and come up with different yes. things to do. Yes, but
1: it's not included into any of the UI. No,
0: not yet. But yeah. I think it will be because people will want that, if yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to now uh, do a quick history of my reading technology technology when i actually started listening we did episode 500 first audiobook that luke or first science fiction luke ever read was actually a tape a cassette tape <laughs> yeah um, but mostly throughout the 90s everything that i read was on paper books yeah you know because i didn't read ebooks i tried reading an ebook when i got a palm pilot in 2001
1: oh, okay and it was
0: very difficult to get the uh, the ebook onto the palm pilot
1: yes i would bet
0: yeah it, it was too early technology yeah. but then in 2008 I think yeah, 2008. I got myself um, an iPod Touch, yep. and so started reading more on the iPod Touch. First of all, articles, and I did read some eBooks there as well. Yes, I couldn't really find. I couldn't work out when looking back through my episode list of which the which was the first book that I read as an eBook. But oh. I was reading some e-books, even in 2008. Oh, okay. yes. I read some things as e-books. But right. paper books were by far the better way of doing it because the, the, the screen size as a of this, course. you know, Kindle came out and suddenly everyone started reading ebooks and that was the main thing. Mm. In 2010, I started listening to some audiobooks, First of all, some uh, podcasts that were, like, collected together so you could <clears> listen to <throat> chapters of an audiobook that people were releasing as podcasts.
1: Oh, right. And yeah. so
0: self-published authors would yeah. just do it. And there was one which was called The Rookie by Scott Sigler. And he that was like full production like different voices sound effects everything like a really fun thing more like
1: an audio play yeah
0: but still only one reader but he would do all the oh, voices okay. yeah. and also put on other production no, it. it was very yeah. good and then i in 2010 uh, in what's this episode 81 of the sfbrp so like in the first in, in like in the third year i think that was like three years in or yeah 2010 so i started in 2008 by 2010 i got an audible subscription and the first book that i listened to as an audiobook was alistair reynolds revelation space oh because i weirdly enough because i'd read it before yes. maybe five or six years beforehand and i yeah. thought well in Instead of just going into this cold. So it's been a long time since I've had like a new book reading experience.
1: Yes. You know what I mean? Like a new uh, medium.
0: Yeah, because audiobooks for me Mm. came along at the time when I always had a device with me that was easy and it was easy to get those things onto it yeah like when it was like you know in the opening years of the sff audio podcast yeah jesse uh would always be like new arrivals and he would like have stacks of boxes of cds yes that he would then have to load in or yeah. mp3 cds that he would load in yeah and you know that's how it, do it and oh you can send me that it's like sending it would be like yeah i'm gonna put this stack of cds yeah. into a box and send it, off in this, this is way.
1: exactly what what like one step that i had that you obviously didn't have so much i yeah. i had i literally bought boxes of cds for like 20 euros yeah. or what d, d marks at the time yeah. i don't know and then uh and then you had to like you had like in the similar way that you had like if you had an lp yeah. you had then uh th- th- they were cut off in different
0: uh, yeah. things but and- i'm saying this is why i didn't listen to audio because yeah. you had to get them yes, on tape and you exactly. had to like go th- i, I yes. remember doing this like yeah. we i we had some of these books i can't remember the i think the clan of the Cavema- Cave <coughs> Clan of the Cave Bear. Clan of the Cave Bear. Whatever those books were. The Earth's Children series by an mm. author who I can't remember. Anyway, those some of those, I remember we had some of those as a family. Like someone got them from the library. Yeah, And it was like this, like a, it was like a box. Like yeah. a, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And anyway, huge, huge thing. Yes. So uh, it's quite interesting now to try out this new, um, it, and again, the... There's a, a way of talking about this hmm. where I'll get into it, but first of all, I just want to talk about what the reading experience was like, and the, then I want to get into yeah. some analogies and where we, where I feel like we are in this journey, and, and address some of these uh, things, these reactions, these knee-jerk reactions, or in some cases knee-jerk reactions, in other cases highly considered and well thought out reactions to this technology. Okay. So, but can
1: we? I, okay. I, I want to just interrupt. Can we? Because it is so. Basic like the basis yeah. of this, can we switch to from reading to listening? Because I think here's the important thing. That uh, okay. it is I can listening. say listening to it. Yeah. So the listening experience. Okay. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing. Uh, yeah. And let me just say this off the back. Yeah. No, actually, let me go through some of these points because I-, I think I can illustrate some of these points. So yeah. some things humans get wrong. And I want to talk about like how capable humans are at reading yeah. and how capable uh, like this virtual voice is. This current 2023, 2024 audible um kindle direct publishing version so i want to talk about very much where we are right now yeah it does some things better than quite a lot of human uh narrators okay you know when i say um the gun has recoil but when i see something i don't like i recoil yes you know what i mean yeah it's sort of like the verb and noun difference of where the thing goes this book did a better job at that than most audio or, or many audiobook narrators yeah like and, you know, the, the whole, it was made of composite. And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was made of composite. Yeah. You composite something together yes. and then it's made of composite. You know, yes. even the best audiobook narrator Languages will get some, hard. Get some for... of this mixed up. So I was actually pretty, I was really impressed by this. Mm-hmm. What this doesn't do so well is, of course, the human emotion stuff. Everything is read out in kind of like a, hey, I... I'm a virtual voice. I've got a voice, and what do you normally want to do with a voice? You want Siri to sound like—I mean, this is not Siri. This is way better than Siri, but it's like you want—you want it to be like friendly, and then it's sort of like—and then he got out his gun and shot lots of people. Ow, he said, and you know, and I'm like, ah, right. So <laughs> this so, is not. But here's the thing: not to be this pleasant. is this is both good and bad. <clears throat> yeah, because humans do emotions better. But there's a reason why I started like, the, the, and I was talking about this before. Where was it? Um, What's her name? Uh, the, the, the Kate Danes? No, who's the one who does uh, the um, Odyssey? Who did the re- reading of the Odyssey? Danes. Claire, Danes Claire Danes they're like yeah. we're gonna get a big actor in and Claire Danes and she kind of read it really like not flat but like kind of just read it straight through and I was like oh I wish I'd, there'd been more, more like emotion to it it could have really brought it alive and then I started listening to the Iliad yeah. um by the same uh Emily Wilson by the same translator and there Isn't they got Emma? In...
1: Emma Wilson no I don't know
0: yes sorry every single time I bring up her name you correct me to the wrong name so one of us sorry. has it right and one of us has it wrong I'm not gonna look it up okay, okay. So Emma, Emma Watson. This is Emily Wilson. Okay. Uh, maybe. Anyway, same same author, yeah. same translator. And then suddenly she's like, well, I am a Broadway actor and I will now put on voices for everything and everyone's a king and everything is mine. I was like, no, too much emotion. I was like, bring it down a bit. Like, So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, Claire Danes, uh, not, not enough acting and emotion, mm-hmm. kind of a straight reading. And the other one, like too much emotion and bringing yeah. too much into it. And this... The emotion is wrong for many part of it, but I know it's a computer Mm. and I kind of cancel that out in my Mm -hmm. brain and I can then provide the emotion that I want without being overly influenced by people. Because so often there'll be an action scene and the audiobook narrator will go up and the action is happening and someone's going through that. I'm like, no, this is too stressful to listen to. Give me the words. Yes. Don't try and shape it too well. (laughs) Again, this is I'm talking about the average audiobook narrator. Yeah. Average audiobook narrators will try, uh, will, will put the effort in to make it emotional and good. Mm. And if they're, uh, if they're more than average, they do a good job. And I'm like, great. Thank you very much, Peter Kenny and John Lee and yeah. uh, these other, uh, I'm just saying them off the top of my head because they do like the Alistair Reynolds and the uh, Ian M. Banks books, you know, and lots of yeah. others. You're like, yeah. great. You're bringing in that emotion at exactly the right time. You're pitching it perfectly. Yeah. But... That's but you're not spoiling it. The, you're not spoiling it. Yeah. You know, these really good professionals, yeah, but you've got to be in that, like, out of 10, you've got to be, like, seven, 8, 9, 10. You're, like, in that top third. Yeah. The middle will try and do a good job and mess up, and then you get, like, that bottom third, mm-hmm. which just yeah. ruin the, like, they ruin it by uh, overacting or not enough acting or whatever it is as well. Um, There were some weird errors which i wasn't quite sure where they came from there was a shard of pottery and stuff like all we're talking about is shards of pottery and but it didn't say shard it always said sherd and i'm like is sherd an archaeology archaeological word that i don't know a sherd of pottery and a sherd of this and i'm like surely you mean shard mm. and i'm like did the and because the book was so badly written? I was like, is it the is it the author who got that mixed up, or is it the virtual voice narrator? Yeah, there's other things as well. I got my doctorate, and I'm like, oh, doctorate, and I was like, okay, I'm, like, I'm translating these things as well. In um, some, like this didn't bide well, and I was like, you mean didn't bode well? And I'm like, surely, if the author had written bode well, it would say bode, it wouldn't say bide for bode. And I'm like, I think quite a few of these.
1: The, just the, written mistakes. The, yeah, Joshua James is just a garbage
0: author. He doesn't know what he's doing as well. No,
1: I think the real thing is that they probably didn't have an editor.
0: It well, sounds it, very much it doesn't, like... It's self, either way, it's self-published. a self-published book. Yeah. Like, sure, he might be, you know, popular enough to get editors <laughs> or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm yeah. not, But again, it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't know if this error is in the book yeah. or in it, but there were some which were a lot more obvious that this is how the audio. Uh, engine the virtual Mm. voice current virtual voice is doing it so um when you say surface to air missile or surface to air transport or air to surface gun you you do them with hyphens like surface hyphen to surface air like surface to air or something and this really wasn't good with those it's like this it was saying this surface to air transport and i was like oh no no he didn't get, get quite get that right so and i was like oh it needs to like some have some better uh, hyphen and um and uh, colon things as well because they're talking about i got a high score in fallout mars and i was like oh yeah the fallout new vegas it's the the computer game is fallout um colon new vegas yeah so but it doesn't know how to do it because you would just say oh in fallout new vegas or fallout mars whatever it's going to be yeah and here it's like fallout mars (laughs) "Ah." Uh, some interesting ones were um when it it, it couldn't work with numbers so it's sort of like and this is going to explode in five four three two and there it goes yeah and it goes it's going to explode in five four Three and I'm like, no, <laughs> you're messing it. Like, like an, a human audiobook narrator would read that in three, two, one. It, 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 you uh,
1: know. no, the the human person would know that this is now a countdown and yes. not individual numbers that yeah. you like read out like one, two. Three, yeah, four, yeah,
0: yeah. Five, yeah. Uh, six, But it's a countdown seven. and also you want it to be and uh, this is going to blow up in three, <laughs> two, one and it's yes. all on the sound of an explosion but you really want that one to be three, two, one. You know, like <laughs> but it, the audiobook doesn't know how to do that. Also, it talks about time and because this is military science fiction there's lots of military jargon. It says, mm. um, it was a little after 1,530 hours. <laughs> and I was like... Ah, like fifteen thirty hours, you know, like the way that you do, like just after eight hundred, you know, eighteen hundred, or whatever it's going to be, zero eight hundred hours, and you're like, and it would be, it was a little after zero eight hundred, you know, like it 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 couldn't work, it 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 didn't, it wasn't very good at putting one thousand five hundred and thirty hours. Yeah, it would
1: have been if 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 it would have said uh, oh, 630 p.m. Yeah, yeah. it would would do that, (laughs) and
0: also because it's military. uh, science fiction there's a few uh, bits of like military jargon where you just didn't know what to do with yeah um do you know fuba no uh fucked up beyond all recognition ah uh, right fuba
1: Oh, fubar, there's a r at the end Yeah, fubar,
0: F-U-B-A-R, fubar. I think I have heard that And of this was then. sort of like, you FUBARD his career Is probably what the audiobook was wanting to say But it didn't say that, it's like you fur it And I was like, <laughs> you fur his career And I was like, and it's one of those things I was like, you know what? good on you because literally i can't remember what movie it is there's there's a whole movie where FUBAR. they're talking about FUBAR, and somebody isn't a military person doesn't know what, what doesn't know what yeah. FUBAR stands for and yeah. i'm like yeah like lots of people and then later on in this movie can't remember what the movie was yeah um he works out what fuba yeah. like someone it, says FUBAR and actually explains to him what especially
1: FUBAR if you suddenly use that like it's an obviously an acronym if you then suddenly use that as a verb...
0: I don't know what it looks like in text. Like, how right. is it How is it written yeah. in there? No, but yeah. it's used as a word. You know, fubard, Um It's like suddenly lol. You, put... you know, someone says lol, and that's why I put here as well, lol. Yes. And and if... It, uh, like, what would an audiobook narrator, a virtual audiobook narrator see if they say lol? Would they say, oh, lol? Or L-O-L? L-O-L? Lol? Like, what, were you, what are you going to go for? Yeah. Um. So, however... In all of this book, in every part of this book, Mm. I was never confused about who was saying what. Okay. It was was just a book full of only Americans. Yeah. There was uh, Russians and Chinese. No attempt to do any accents. Of course not. Of course not. It was all just written, read in an American accent. Yes. I say in virtual American accent. Yeah. Um, But the way that the book was written and the way that it was read, it was always clear. Who was saying when he said he said? I always knew what he said. Mm-hmm. A few times there were there was some thinking going on, and then saying something out loud. And I was like, oh, I decoded all of that because the the virtual voice did a really good job of get, transmitting text that is in an ebook file or mm-hmm. a, on the page or whatever mm-hmm. it would be mm-hmm. into words that then go into my brain. Yeah. And it was, and it didn't get in the way of that. Yes. So now let me talk about that bottom three rungs of the audio layer. Let's say out of ten, the zero, one, two, three people. Yeah. Who doesn't matter if they put in emotion or the wrong emotion or whatever they mess up my understanding and get in the way of my understanding of what is actually on the page yes. now I could talk about Will Wheaton reading John Scalzi books which I literally won't listen to yes. like I won't do it because it's too difficult for me to get through those books okay. listening to those things because Will Wheaton is so bad at it like I like he doesn't put he doesn't differentiate the voices as good as this virtual voice can differentiate <laughs> okay. into. and because John Scalzi so much of his books are just people in rooms having conversations yeah. you need to see that on the page or the audiobook narrator has to do a better job yeah. because it's very this is a very action based book with some dialogue yeah. whereas a very dialogue heavy book like John Scalzi which is mostly just people talking to each other in rooms yeah. an audiobook narrator as bad as Will Wheaton gets in the way of that
1: okay but so then, you, maybe then like if like i don't know a book like that but yeah. then that They're like, they're like nuances where in this case, this would be better. In that case, that would be better.
0: Let me talk about Breaking Day by Adam Oyabanji. This was one of the most difficult books for me to separate the audiobook uh, narrator's performance. Yeah. Because you could tell he was getting to the end of a page or the end of a line in a book. And he would pause as he skipped down to the next line and read the next line. like. It was awful to the and I just copied over some of my notes here. So, for example, um, these uh, 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 done. He told himself with great satisfaction. He set off to the rendezvous point, and I'm like, okay, what did he do with great satisfaction? Did he do? Did did he tell himself with great satisfaction, or with great satisfaction off? he set off? <laughs> yeah, like, and then he says the wheel had a large circular, and I was like, circular what? And then it turns out, no, the wheel, like there was a the, the the pathway that went around the inside of this wheel in the spaceship was called the circular. Uh. So it had a circular, but it didn't say anything. The street was called the circular. So it had a large circular. Large circular what? Street. Yeah, but it never said it. And, uh, and the way that he would always talk about, like by pausing yeah. when he got to the end of pages and the end of the lines and going back to the next one. I didn't know if it was the end of a sentence or if the audiobook narrator just couldn't scan the next line and finish off reading one and read the next right. one. And it says, the walkway was as wide as a person. And I'm like, okay, as a wi- the walkway was as wide as a person. Would expect. And I'm like, oh, oh, where, oh, that oh, 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 like, oh, where oh. did that come from? Like, where did would expect come from? So I'm like, So first of all, it's badly written. The walkway was as wide as a person would expect. But also that would expect, it's really important to it. It's as, yeah. it's as so wide, it's wide as a person as would wide. expect.
1: It's not as wide as a person. I, I don't
0: know how wide it is, but I thought it was as wide as a person. But actually it was as wide as a person would, would expect,
1: expect. How, yeah. what would a person expect this I, it to doesn't be, matter why?
0: and there was all of this Ooh. other kind of stuff and he wasn't good enough so it, he said with great re- weariness and i was like i don't know if he said it with great weariness or great weariness because weariness and weariness are two different things yeah and this audiobook narrator would have probably got that right i mean the the virtual voice narrator would have probably got weariness and weariness correct yeah but this uh this audiobook narrator and he was like uh, like Things were like hubbub and there was jagged tears everywhere. And I was like, tears and tears. How do you spell tear oh. and how do you spell tear? Yeah. And you're like, oh, the audiobook narrator has to get that right because yes. I need to know if something's if there's tears or tears.
1: And if it's jagged, it's probably well, jagged, a
0: There was tears everywhere. There was tears everywhere. So I'm like, that's different yeah that, that's tears a different thing everywhere.
1: like there was tears in, on his face there was
0: tears on his face okay one he's crying <laughs> one he's injured you know
1: yeah and i mean in zero gravity there might be hanging tears everywhere
0: <laughs> all right so on a scale of at the top we've got john lee peter kenny yeah you know these people they're like 10 out of 10 yes uh, nine out of 10 eight out of 10 i'm like i can give, always listen to that always give me one of those yeah. i'm always they're gonna make me enjoy they're gonna allow me to enjoy the words on the page that the author wrote yeah. better yeah great middle whatever i'll take it and i'll just decode like some if someone's got too much energy i'll be like well i'll just tamp it down in my brain i'll convert what they're saying back into the emotions that i want yes the uh, what is it the, the the then you get the people who are like um the, what is it nk jemison book 100 kingdoms where there's this young god who's well he's young he's got the body of a child but is like a million years old and i yeah. always thought of him as being like oh very you know stoic as a child already very yeah. like a child's voice but really grown up but she was doing like an like in Skywalker from Phantom Menace, like, ah, oh, gee, I love part wow. 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 And I'm like, what? You can't like, just because he's young, can't be like, ah, oh, geez, I'm a thousand year old God. And I've got, med- I've got lots of regrets in my life. Yeah, let's go. And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, no. like again, so it, it yes. ruins it. So they're yeah. like at that one, two, three. And I would say virtual voice is around about a three. Yeah. Which means that I would rather, I'd rather an average audiobook narrator. Mm. But if there isn't an average one, I would rather like if you could say Virtual Voice or Will Wheaton reading a John Scalzi book. I'm like Virtual Voice, bring it on, yeah, because Will Wheaton okay. is a two and this is a three, yeah, and that's all. That's you kind know of what, what I you're say. getting with this. It is. It is a. Mostly not quite competent audiobook narrator. Yeah, I get that. Which yeah. which is only which is only um uh, which is only a function is to transfer words that are in an e- e- you know a digital format like an e- ebook format or yeah. pay- paper form or whatever you want to say wherever the words are. Yeah. From the keyboard of the author to my ears rather than to my eyes. Yes. And how that does, it does a three out of 10. (laughs) So I'm doing out of 10 because I don't want to get mixed up with like star ratings, like for the books or whatever like that. So it's a three out of 10. Yes. From one to 10, a three. Yeah. From zero to 10, I guess zero is like silence and you can't hear it. You've just got to yeah. read it yourself. Yeah. So it's a three. Um I'd love someone who's competent. I would love someone who's excellent. But sometimes I pay for an audiobook which is incompetent mm-hmm. and I'm struggling to get the meaning of the book. Yeah. Uh, separated from the quality of the book. Yes. This is it. Yeah. This was a
1: Especially if you then can't separate out is this now a bad book or is the yeah. the the audiobook narration really bad.
0: So I'm gonna go over here. Karen Karen Cummins, I should have looked up uh, her actual name before doing this, uh, is a is an award-winning um, uh, audiobook uh, narrator. And so is
1: that like, an, like a blog post now? This is a blog from post from her.
0: Like from her, and yeah. she's talking about more than just reading, and it's talking about what the job is. So if someone says, oh, can you? Like an author's like, oh, can you do my audiobook reading? And so I'm like, yes. And she's like, "You, know, but for each hour of finished audiobooks mm-hmm. is six hours of work yes. of Preparation of mm-hmm. reading, mm-hmm. like of, of doing the recording, yeah. re recording, yeah. uh, fixing errors, um, editing the whole files, re recording yeah. some other bits, mastering, and sending you the final file. If yeah. it's a 10 hour audiobook, that's going to be 60 hours of work from me. Yes. As a professional, stuff yes. as well. And so they talk about all, oh, it's, it's an interesting thing. I just, this was linked from one of these articles, these knee jerk articles. And this is not knee jerk, this is very well considered yes. by someone who does it. And they say, here are nine things professional narrators naturally do, understand the subject and the appropriate emotion inflection. This is all the stuff that I just talked about. Be like Goldilocks When setting a reading pace The tempo can't be Too fast or slow It needs to be right For the material yes. So I'm talking about action Speeding up yes. for action Slowing down for emotion and things. Yeah Read all of the words On the page In the order they are written Without adding Subtracting Or transposing any of them And still tell the story In a convincing way While maintaining The right accent Character, voice or tone Phew Even writing that list Was a thing You know So this is Again yeah. I'm not saying that she's bad I'm not saying she's good I've never listened to anything But this is what I want From the highest level Yeah It says develop believable characters character voices now this is the kind of thing that yes a professional narrator can do they can do the voices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like peter kenny that's why we like the voices you know john lee does just like we're just listening to i'm listening to an audiobook of alistair reynolds now and the different characters as soon as they start talking i knew exactly who it is you know with the accents and tone and stuff like that but also i'm fine for that not to be if you don't do that yeah But then it gets into other bits and pieces, recording in an ultra quiet environment. And I'm like, okay, sure. That isn't, I wouldn't say what a professional narrator do. This is now professional production. Um, Minimize lip smacks, tongue and teeth clicks, breathing noises, stomach rubbles while still sounding natural. (laughs) again that is what professionals do but again that's more of a production environment thing re-record any sentences that have mistakes okay yeah finish recording session in time allotted which is like come in on time under budget or whatever be professional and (laughs) ensure that any corrected recordings will still sound the same Uh, we have the same character voices energy as the original recording I play back my original recording so I can reproduce it when recording the correction the new audio is seamlessly inserted into the original the whole book should sound as though I read it in one setting. Now, yes. this reminds me of the this book. Is hard. Yeah, but it reminds me of the book Babel or Babel, yeah. the book that I just read by uh K
1: R Huang.
0: Yeah, Kwang. What is it called here? Uh, Babel R.F. Kwang R.F. Yes. and that was wh- whoever did the reading it felt like every time <laughs> that they'd said anything in Chinese in the first read through they just said it however it looked on the page and then they got someone to say actually it's pronounced like this so then they would go back in and like re-record that and you could tell like it would just be like all of the errors and all of the re-recording sounded like a different recording and also it had footnotes from a different narrator who <gasps> would put in the stuff when something right. had to be long form read out in Chinese or some like translator's notes The footnotes were in a different voice again Yes And it was It kept on taking me out Not the footnotes Because a completely different note Mm. A completely different voice To say this is now a footnote Good Fine. thumbs yeah. up yeah because it's difficult to know what it would be.
1: Because otherwise, you'd have to say
0: footnote, a... something, 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 and yes. now return to the text, yes. and then you can move exactly. on. Exactly. um So footnotes, footnotes in a different voice, but the corrections that were put in. Yeah. So of those things, though, that I I just read out there, what I'm actually caring about at this point mm-hmm. in these, you know, this, you know, these ten out of ten, nine out of ten, eight out of ten authors is those first three, yeah. like. Understand the subtext and an appropriate inflection emotion for each word. Good reading pace at the time and read all of the words. Characters and stuff are a bonus, but it's it's so it's like nine things professional narrators do. But actually what they're doing is kind of like four things mm. and then the production side is like is it, filling it, in the rest. It needs to be done well yeah, it needs to be course. done well all yeah. the production but the narrators themselves they're pretty much doing four things. Yes. Three to four things. Yeah absolutely. As well. So then I'm moving back my notes because I've got to I, now I want to talk about this kind of stuff when the reaction to this. Yeah we're 50 minutes in but I think this is an interesting topic. It is. It's an interesting topic and I'm really enjoying because I've really enjoyed thinking about this stuff here. So uh, I want to talk in analogies here now, for you in the room with me, yeah. analogies aren't exact. They're analogous. Not everything that I say is going to work on a one-to-one comparison. You're going to be able to pick out things or say, ah, this, this bit of the analogy doesn't work. I know analogies aren't the same thing because if they were, they would be the same thing, okay? I understand. And anyone listening, I know you're saying, and analogies, I can take one thing from one analogy and another thing from another analogy, combine them together and it makes the, like my thoughts, I'm using analogies to get my thoughts across here. So I just want to say that because I'm going to say some analogies. Okay. All of the knee-jerk reactions people saying i'm never gonna listen to a virtual voice i never want to listen to an ai voice i'm never gonna do this ah just let me filter them out completely and you know what in 2023 2024 i'm right there with you i'm yeah. not up for listening to another one of these okay i would rather roll the dice and have a bad narrator yeah. than go with this because if i roll the dice i'm gonna get a five out yeah. of ten like no. most most audiobook narrators are fives out of 10, sixes out of 10, fours out of 10. And this is a 3. Yeah. But it's going to get better. But it, it, it it's again this is an analogy, but it makes me think about people when like cameras came out. I'm what never going magas- to What What came out? Cameras
1: cameras okay i heard cameos
0: cameras cameras i'm never gonna buy a magazine with photographs instead of illustrations drawn by a human artist i'm never gonna watch movies filmed with digital cameras instead of film cameras yeah i'm never gonna watch movies on my home tv and instead of at cinemas i'm never gonna ride an e-bike instead of using my leg muscles you know i'm never whatever it's gonna be People have been saying this when new technology comes out. Yes, literally for thousands of they years. They said
1: that about the bike.
0: The bike, yeah. yeah. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna ride a car. Of course, I'm gonna use a horse because a horse. You can look. I can let go of the reins and the horse keeps going and I don't have to do anything. Uh, and uh, in a car, you've constantly got to steer. It's like, yeah, the first cars were shit, slow, yeah. dangerous, broke do- yeah. down all the time, yeah. And you you couldn't find fuel anywhere. You know, yeah, I'm course. never gonna drive in. E- like, I'm never gonna r- drive an electric car because yeah. range and Anxiety, yeah. something, something, yeah. Yeah. whatever it's going to be. You but know.
1: things develop.
0: Things develop. Yeah. So, the, the main analogy I want to talk about here is I think the most relevant one, which is actually printed books. Because I think we are at a we are at a v we're at a we we're at a tipping point here with this mm. virtual voice. So it used to be um illustrated manuscripts. Let me have a quick look. Check out, look at that. Yeah. Every single part of that is created by a human hand. And you're like, well of course I want a human to write my Bible for me. Yep. Because I'm a monk and I want the God's word to look beautiful. So why would I ever want text where Jesus isn't saying everything in red ink and there's pictures of creation and flowers and everything? Of course we're gonna want this. Mm. Of course you're gonna want this. And then People started doing movable type, and then Gutenberg did it. Yep. But you look at the Gutenberg Bible; it actually looks really good because people it's would put nice. illustrations in there. Yep. Like you, it left enough space around that you could put illustrations in, yep. and the the the, the text actually looks really good yeah. because they could put. They, you know, they could, it was because it was the first version. And it, was, and it was still handcrafted, but it wasn't handwritten, but it was handcrafted, if you yeah. know what I mean. It was like, you see the people, it's still like a hand process of yeah. putting the letters and putting yep. the, the uh, what do the you call type. the big letters? The um,
1: I, I forgot. Whatever the the, ca- yes. the
0: big capitals with illustrations. Yeah. And you could put them in, use different kind of inks. Because it was the Bible, it was important. It was going to be really important there as well. But the difference between these illustrated Bibles and the Gutenberg Bibles, you know, because this is like lines of, like two columns of text on a page. And the other ones are sort of like just cram in lots of text and like the, it's Phil it's Phil This is kind of what it feels like in a, in some way between like oh, I would obviously always want my books hand written and illustrated. Then you go across the printing press, you're like, where are all the illustrations? Are Like we're not doing illustrations. We're going to the text. If you know what I mean. Yep. so You're gonna get the you're gonna get all of God's word, but it's not illustrated and it's not <laughs> oh no illuminated. I keep saying illustrated. It's actually illuminated is what I searched for here. Right. So we went from illuminated manuscripts Scripts to printing presses. Yes, let's let's delete that as well. Uh, uh, yeah, to so this movable type. If you know what I mean, yeah. you see this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it was Chinese, and then it was you know German script and things like yeah. that. Yeah. What do you call that Gothic script, not German script. But you know, you know what we I meant know, there as well. Uh, um, yeah. Let me go back to my notes, uh, and then yeah, printing press, and then you had a typewriter. So this is kind of like you had to do it. Yeah. But you could write as neatly you could write as neatly as a printing press. Yes. Because you had 26 letters and capitals and some numbers and a few bits of punctuation marks. And every time you pressed it, it would just do the thing. Yeah. And it wasn't illustrated. You had no choice of anything. There weren't italics at the start. There weren't anything. It was no. like you have these characters, but from that, you could do it. And then when that kind of um, electric typewriter was there, not so much te- electric typewriter, do you know this um, scale electrics? Uh, no, Selectrics, not scale electric, that's a racing thing. The no. IBM Selectrics. It had this golf ball head printing thing. So all of the letters are there. You yeah, see that? Yeah. And then it would hit that golf ball and twist it and hit it against the ribbon. Ah. And but you so then you could it could print out just by going spinning and doing it. Right. And you could print out and this kind of thing, you could print out a whole book, but you still only had those letters. Right. And that's kind of what it felt like up until this virtual voice came in and this like kind of AI uh, machine learning stuff. Yeah, Speech to text existed, but it feels like this. It's sort of like it will read the words out. It knows yeah. how to read out words and yeah. if the words that have a funny spelling, it'll just try and do it and mispronounce it. You know, it's more like, um, in that
1: sense it's very mechanical
0: it's very mechanical and you're like wait what was that name it was sort of like ah, oh, yes the the name it had never seen those vowels in that mm. order before so mm. it just goes in a bit like it foobarded it up you know in that yeah. kind of way yeah uh, especially
1: i think like some some authors have taken like s- s- a certain selection of 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 letters to 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 name like a, an alien character yeah that I'm sure that uh, uh, a, a virtual voice would really struggle with yeah, it would with really that. struggle with the also, or whatever. But also, I, w- I would struggle. Like yeah. reading it in my yeah, head yeah, yeah. on the page, I was like, <laughs>
0: Then what you get is the yeah. dot matrix printer, and then you can have different typefaces and fonts, and you can put italics and right. bold stuff because it's yeah. it's it's still very low res. It's actually lower resolution than the actual typewriter, where there's very nice curves and mm. serifs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have serifs anymore because you know it's all maybe it's all monospace and uh, monospace font. But yes. you can then go, oh, it doesn't have to be monospace. Maybe we can like do italics and like yeah. tighten it up right. and like you know variable space fonts. And that's what you could do with the uh, with the with the dot matrix, and my first printer or the first printer our family had was dot matrix, and it would go All right. and it would still go backwards and forwards, so everything was still in these lines, yeah. Uh, but you could make the text different sizes and things, okay. and, would, and the text that was different sizes would go between different lines, and you could see like a little space in between, yeah. It wasn't properly aligned up, and it looked bad, but suddenly you started getting that you could put that emotion, put stuff in bold, yeah. put stuff in italics, put stuff bigger and smaller, and yeah. you know, arrange stuff different places on the screen, yeah. And that I think is where we are now with virtual voice. Okay. We've gone from typewriter text yeah. where everything is the same. Yeah. And if you want to bold, you've literally got to go backspace, 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 and like type it over again. So you're like typing over stuff. Yeah. And if you want to do underline, you've got to go backspace, 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 and then do some underscores. And that's how you do, yeah. you know, you, yes. you make it so to put different emotion into the text in that yeah. way. We're at the point of dot matrix printer. Yeah. Next up, Next up, we've got laser printers. Right. You know, suddenly the Mac comes out and Steve Jobs, people are like, oh, can we put up our, you know, ball head things and do it? It's sort of like, yeah, I think you're going to really like the laser printers that we have and the laser printer costs 4,000. But all of the graphic designers are like, this is fantastic. Like <laughs> I'm not cutting bits up with paper yeah. <laughs> and putting, laying stuff out on a thing and then sending off and that being scanned. I can just arrange everything in PageMaker or yeah. I- Illustrator or whatever the programs that came up for the Mac. Yeah. Like, And I can make a photo and it comes out and it's in black and white, but then, yeah. then color laser printers will come yeah. on and then also you'll get the bit where it's not even in your pocket or in your computer. It's actually like, oh, I can just send it and it's printed on demand and it comes back and it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we got now with this virtual. voice mean, again, my analogy breaks down a bit here because this isn't happening on your phone. Yes. Because the stuff that happens on your phone, which is what deaf people want to do, uh, uh, needed to yeah, do with Yeah, the screen readers. Yeah, screen readers. Yeah. Yeah. Screen readers sound like a, you know, they're all like a Stephen Hawking's voices or whatever.
1: I don't know. I've never heard. Well, I've, I've do you rarely, know how Stephen spr- Hawking sounds? Yeah, yes, Which is I like know. A, yeah. a,
0: a weird voice. Like, yes. We've gone from mechanical sounding voice, which yes. is sort of like these dots being... Yeah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. We're at the point where we're on in the inflection point of dot matrix to laser printers with virtual voice yes. in 2020, 2023,
1: 2024.
0: Let yeah. me put it that way. Okay. And so that's where we're up to. What's my so, notes so here? So we're
1: basically at the, the first generation...
0: Not where, the first generation. Not the, pro- no, not we're in really. the first generation where the computer voice is doing a bit of this work. It's yeah. it's doing a bit of human emotion. It's doing a bit of like what the four jobs of an four jobs of an audiobook narrator are. Yeah, It still doesn't understand all of the context like throughout the whole book, but it can put in inflection into characters. It's sort of like something, something, something he said. If that was like in the audiobook narration, sentence by sentence, like I say, it does a really good job of knowing when a character is saying something and then they're not saying anything. Will Wheaton does a really bad job of that. You know what right. I mean? yes. And computer voices also do a really bad job. I am reading something from a book he said. Yes. He is very happy, he said. I'm like, "Oh, so he is very happy with something he's but sort of like, you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. This book is doing like the it's doing like the the four jobs of an audiobook narrator. It's doing like two of them. Okay. It's yeah. not getting all the meaning. Yeah. It's not getting the different voices. It's not getting all the emotion, yeah. but it's doing a good enough job of a listenable experience of transferring the words as they are on the page to my ears as well as a bad audiobook narrator yeah no it's better than a bad audiobook a human audiobook narrator yeah okay now let's come on to the the last my last point here all right we just want to talk about the curve of technology improvement yeah <laughs> the curves on curves of technology improvements right you know this kind of thing where you get like oh the technology is getting better but also we're getting better at getting better at technology and also then it gets to the point where you're like ah oh, we also have like uh, efficiencies like scale efficiencies like the more we do something the better we get at yeah. doing it better yes you know so you you get like these like like one one improvement and then you put another one there's exponential curves if yeah. you know what i'm talking about yes. like everybody underestimates what happens in five years and ev- everybody underestimates what's possible in 10 oh, no, years you just
1: said underestimate twice Oh,
0: under- everybody overestimates what's possible in five years yes and underestimates what's happened what's ha- going to happen in 10 years yeah because okay 10 years along an exponential curve you're is, you're <laughs> way more than double where you think you're going to be at five yes. you know like whatever you know just think about it absolutely you, you think technology, everyone thinks technology goes in a straight line it doesn't it goes exponentially on because of many different things absolutely um so that's what I' say right now we're at the point where this virtual voice isn't really good enough yeah, but that's only where we are at the beginning of twenty twenty four the first release of this, yeah, but here's the thing if you uh, there's never a second release of an audiobook um uh, narrator like as a, a human narrator okay because a human narrator will do a book and, and then it that's be, it well also it's the, it might be their first book they're not going to be very good it <sighs> takes a long time for the audiobook narrator to learn how to get good you know yes like you say in this article here yeah. it's uh, oh, where it is more than just reading you know um it says oh robots can't do this technology is uh, you know it will never replace a human's ability to convey emotion um, you know, uh, it says experienced narrators actively mine the subtext for clues and create a more expansive layered performance basement. It's like, yeah, experienced narrators do that, but the first narrator doesn't. So imagine you, you're doing your first book yeah. and you're like, I want this to be narrated. And your first book is unfortunately narrated by a human and it's their first audio book that they're narrating
1: yeah it's gonna be it's not gonna be good so
0: later on you're going back and you're like oh i changed a few things this first edition is out in print or ebook or whatever it is yeah and i fixed a few spellings fixed a few things like move around uh someone told me about gravity there's no gravity so i mentioned the gravity uh fate the artificial gravity earlier on in the book so it's not incongruous later yeah Uh, incongruous 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 uh however and i worked out uh, you know but then like, you're not going to be like, mm, well, we did an audiobook version of the first edition. Yeah. But the second edition, look, we paid someone already to do I paid someone to do it. And it's a 10 hour audiobook and it took them 60 hours to do. Are you going to, who is going to put the money in for a second version of the audiobook? Yeah. It happens sometimes. We listen to a version of the audiobook of The Martian. And yes. then when The Martian became literally one of the best-selling books in the world, they did a second, oh, you know, yes. on the way to it being the best-selling book in the world and being movies made of it. Yeah, of course, when a book becomes a classic and is already acceptable and is like lots of different, like how many versions of Harry Potter are there? There's a, there I know there's the British English version and the American, like they have different people right. doing uh, the audiobook narration okay. in different markets.
1: Yes, Yes.
0: And I was like, oh, that already reminds me of that list that we saw before. Yeah. Eight different voices, you know, five of them, you know, two of them British, six of them American, you know, five different w- female, or uh, was it, feminine voices and, and three masculine voices. Yeah. So what we have here is the issue is when you do your second version of your book or you want a better version of the audiobook, if you're going to pay a thousand, someone a thousand dollars to spend a week on a, you, your audiobook, yeah. you're going to do that once. And you're just going to be fine with what you get. Yes. Even if it's not as good as this audiobook narrator who wrote this blog post, Karen someone, whatever her name is. Karen Commons. Like, even if Karen Commons isn't doing it, like, would she go back and be like, ah, let's do the whole thing again from scratch? No, she's going to, like, put in, like, it's it's a difficult job to update it as it goes on. She's even saying, look, this is what I do as a professional. But, okay, so if you're going to only do a 5% better job, or a 10% better job, is it worth paying another person to work another 60 hours yeah. and give them $1,000 or however much audio... I don't know how much audiobook narrators charge for a week's work. Yeah. But do you give them another... No, because it's only 5% better. It's only 10% better.
1: Yeah. This actually reminds me a bit of the, the stuff that's going on with uh, animation. Like yeah. going from hand-drawn animations, like hours and hours of repeatedly drawing yeah. things to make it animate... Yeah. To 2D animation. Yeah. To... Uh, 3D animation and we all saw the 3D animation and all went like oh that
0: but yeah but it gets it'll get better and then later on you're like oh I want to do a different version of this scene and 3D animation is very very expensive compute wise you know you always see these special effects things they say oh we set it going we came back four days later and the whole thing was there but there's a missing frame in you know in the Jurassic Park there's a a moment where the velociraptor disappears for a frame and comes back again and they're like we can't go back and fix that it costs too much to go back and fix that you know so even with with the 3d and cgi animation um oh that's really difficult to talk to you because no it's you took some antibiotics in your belly i'm just saying i'm looking at Juliana's getting stomach cramps from having uh, antibiotic like taking antibiotics uh, yesterday and today
1: yeah either way i'm, sorry.
0: I'm gonna move on yeah. so you can't go back and fix it until it's cheap enough to just to go back and fix it yeah you know and that's what happens so with this audiobook stuff let's say it costs to get it, to make it five percent better would you pay a hundred dollars to make the audiobook reading five percent better yeah. it's like okay but what if you can make it a thousand times better and it's going to cost one dollar of compute time yeah why wouldn't you just have 20 different versions of the book one in british english male voice when in british english female male and female american one that sounds from the south of america how about an australian uh if you're in india you want an indian accent you know like every single accent if it costs one dollar to have a pretty good version which the every ebook reader can read it in their own voice and Amazon has got the Amazon Compute Cloud. No, what do yeah. they call it? Amazon Web, Web Services, yeah. AWS. Yeah. And it's not more than just, it's like all compute. For them, it's actually, they're like, ah, oh, well, nobody's using this cloud computer over here. Mm-hmm. We'll just, you know, tick the box, put it in the background. We'll find time when compute is cheap enough that it's worth it to do this for you for free. Absolutely. Because we know that we're going to sell three eBooks or three audiobooks, and it's worth it, yeah. you know, to do this. Someone's like, now we're listening to, the, I'm listening to this book. Um, this Alice Reynolds book. You're reading reading the Kindle ebook both bought by my audible um and amazon thing and it's putting them in sync you know because yeah. it thinks it's one person reading both yeah. of them so i keep opening this so on like chapter 26 and i'm like no 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 chapter 11 you know because we're at different <laughs> points you know yeah. it's it would be so easy to do that and now i'm only talking about what it would be like to have it ready made that you're consuming it like mm. a printed magazine a printed book like you get it and it's finished yeah but what we now have with iphones and computers with web technology we get the ces like the the cascading style sheets and in other words, you can just put in different rules at the start, mm-hmm. and it's different for you. Yeah, like, oh, this is great. I want it a bit slower. So instead of like what it does now, which is you get an MP3 file and it slows down the MP3 file, it makes it a bit slower. If it's doing the like the translation or the the you know the, the the AI model, the virtual voice model is in your Audible app or already on your phone. Yeah, you could just say. Actually, make it a bit more like make it a bit faster. Yes, like speed it up a bit. Or you could say, I kind of want this to be more emotional throughout because it's well written, yeah. and I think. Or you could turn uh, turn the dials. Or you get to a thing and it says bouard or you know one thousand five hundred and thirty hours. Maybe you can just make a mark and just say, look, uh, just in the future, or maybe for other people, if it's like an online thing, you mm-hmm. can just say, make a note here. It's not one thousand five hundred and thirty. You can actually type it out in a way. Fifty. You type fifteen. 30 hours. Yes. And then read back 15, 30 hours. Like, great. The next time that anybody downloads it, it'll just do on the fly. If it's done in advance or someone else listens to it on their ebook mm-hmm. or like on the ebook reader. And it's like the computer voice text to speech yeah. is virtual voice rather than hello. This is text. is actually, taking other people's ideas of how it should be read. You know, like the Kindle highlights when you get to the book. And yeah. I would always turn that off because I don't want to see what other people on the second reading have gone through and underlined and like, ah, yeah. oh, this is the first mention of this character who goes on to be the most important character in the book. Oh, this is the first mention yeah. of this thing which yeah. gives away this twist. But if
1: you want to turn it on and if you yeah. want to see it. Yeah, so yeah.
0: imagine the Kindle um, uh, and, you know, whatever it is, Goodreads, uh, notes are things that you can put yeah. in there and people can share the notes from the Kindles. Instead of sharing notes from the Kindle app yeah. it can be better pronunciations back to your the, the reading yeah. again if it's on your device you can it can train on your voice yeah And then use your voice. So you're actually, like, you're hearing the book in your voice, in your head. I mean, I would hate that, but maybe someone would like it.
1: You could train it on your
0: parents' voice and then
1: you have your parents read the story to you. Or you could
0: be like, you know what? John Lee is my favourite audiobook narrator. Every book that I read from now on is going to be John Lee. I mean, he isn't my favourite audiobook narrator, but, like, he does the best job with the books that I like. You know, because he's reading books that I like, I, I associate him with my as my favorite audiobook narrator. But it's only because I really like Peter F. Hamilton and really like Alistair Reynolds and he reads those books to me, I glom onto him with that. Whereas Stefan rudnicki is really good, but he's reading books from the Audible Free Library, which I don't really have an attachment to. Yeah. So Mm. even if he's just as good, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is why the all of the benefits of not having a fixed recording, which is what the professionals now do, the nine jobs of an audiobook narrator, like five of those nine jobs are actually the production and recording of an audiobook rather yes. than the performance of an audiobook. Yes. yes. As soon as it gets better for you to have a mostly okay experience with the audiobook, but way better, like just. Do the book again for me. Like, no, I don't like that voice. This voice. No, I don't like the voice. Okay, this voice fits this book really well. Yeah. it's like a romance book, so I want it to be read to me in a French accent. I don't know what it's going to be. You yeah. know, I like honestly don't know what people would want. Yeah, but once this technology is there and available, people can then take that. Yes, you know they can. They can. they can have that and take full advantage and it is
1: going to come and it is it is going
0: to come and it's (laughs) for me as someone who knows anything at all about technology Mm. and has read any science fiction including the very book that I'm you know nominally reviewing today where they didn't have machine translators Mm. they're literally flying people to the moons of Saturn whose only job it is is to translate from from Russian no from Chinese to English and they do a bad job because they're not getting across Mm. the real meaning yeah. It, it, obviously... The real issue is that that person really isn't a translator. They are a diplomatic link. Is right. actually what the job yes, is, and course. it's quite clear in the book that Obviously. they're a diplomat rather yeah. than a translator. Yeah, uh, but that's a job if you know what yeah. I mean. So it's yes, it is a real pity where say no to artificial intelligence devices. Do not take breaths. Without breath, you have no life. In fact, listeners have said they grow uncomfortable if they cannot hear the voice taking a breath.
1: Oh yeah, Did, how was that?
0: Was it? That- the thing is, I don't like breaths, and I don't notice it. it didn't make me right. unca- uncomfortable. Because I just knew it was a, I knew as a computer, virtual voice reading to me, I don't need the, the breaths. Okay. But how easy would it be to just say, Oh, include some breaths between sentences? Yes. Between paragraphs do a sigh. Well not a sigh, but you yeah, know. Yeah, but like a little Chapter three. Yes. You know, it's not the simplest thing. It will take some training. But in five years' time, it might not be good enough. In 10 years' time, it's going to be better than humans. And that's all I'm going to say. Where we are now, we're at the dot matrix printer. How quickly did it take from people to have dot matrix printers in their home to having... Uh, laser print, you know, color laser printers in the home. Five years? Two years? Maybe they came out at the same time, but the cost of laser printers came down. And this is compute cost. So in other words, it's going to happen in your pocket for free while your Mm. phone is on idle. You know? Yeah,
1: this kind of stuff. And yes, of course, you can say no to all these things. And if you keep thinking like that, the only outcome would be you have to live by yourself in the forest somewhere and be completely yeah like that that's the kind of mindset like you have to make the, the decision yeah. either to just go along with it and take take the advantages and accept the disadvantages yeah and then find new
0: things yeah and, and it is a pity that yeah. some Audiobook of, narrators absolutely. aren't gonna stick around with the jobs. Because again, at the moment, yeah. I would ru- like 90% of audiobook narrators, I would go with them over a v- virtual voice. Yeah. But next year, it's gonna be 80%. And the year after that, it's gonna be, you know, yeah, 60%. Go yeah. And then in 10 years' time, it might be 10% of audiobook narrators. Yeah. I would prefer them than a than a, a, a virtual voice doing yes. it. Because I would want you know, John Lee's version. I would want uh, Karen Commons' version yeah. of the thing. It says here at the end uh, the true value in an audiobook is in the human narrator's ability to tell the story and take the listener on a journey with us. And I have to disagree with that. With all respect to all audiobook narrations, I don't think it is your ability to tell a story and take the listener on a journey with you. I think that's the author's job. Yeah. And all of this can be said that I honestly sometimes wasn't sure if Joshua James was an AI or not, you know, like it was, is it, it was the, was the book itself that I was reading. It was like the human characters are so unbelievable and the signs were so weird. I was like, is this just, you know, barred AI or a chat GPT? Like is, you know, cause it's kind of, you know, it wasn't cause it did actually have quite a strong voice and a quite a, a fun You know, Joshua James, he can write a a very, very stupid and totally not for Luke, but a perfectly fine gets four stars on on um, Goodreads kind of book. But that is that's Joshua James's job is to write the story that I enjoy listening to. And it's the audiobooks narrator to get those words into my ears. It's possible that they can do a better job. A bad audiobook can be elevated by a good narrator. But that's I wouldn't say that's their job. Their job is to convey the author, yeah, and that might be me dismissing, and I'm saying this as someone who's listened to audiobooks now for 14 years, and is very happy to be my main way of listening to, like, reading is to be listening, yeah, um, because it fits in my life better. But literally 90% of the audiobooks, I'm always translating from what the audiobook narrator is doing back to the original words as they are on the page, and I say this so much, yes, when, and all of the books that I review, you say, and how was the narration? I'm like, it was fine. Yeah and I'm very sorry to all of the people who make their job as that like bottom yeah. uh, bottom 10% growing to bottom 80% of audiobook narrators I'm really sorry but you your job that you're doing is like the typesetters of people who would go through and typeset a book they every single page they would format the page yes. and as soon as computers could do that better than humans which was super early on because it's just text yeah. and now any desktop publishing you just say format this text across however many pages and it does the pagination it does the um it does the you yeah. know it does all the page numbers it puts the titles everywhere it puts in the margins and it exports as a PDF yes and Unfortunately, at the moment, yeah. a computer can do that job better than literally all typesetters. Yes. And it's a real pity because the uh, narrators, it is an artwork, it is, it is, but it is illuminated manuscripts and it is illustrations in shopping. Like in the, you know, every single thing that you buy, every single time you go, oh, check out this, this, uh, this catalog of these uh, furniture catalog. Every single image had to be illustrated. Yes. And I would much rather look, at the moment, I'd much rather look at a grainy black and white photo that conveys the real information mm. than an illustration that doesn't actually put the text on it. And it's yeah. sort of like, label here. And I'm like, no, but I need to see what's on that label because the label has the dimensions yeah. and the product name and the serial number, and yes. that's what I need. And an illustration goes, oh, well, I'll make it look pretty. And I'm mm. like, yes, you're making it look pretty. You're leaving out information. I'd rather the bad quality photo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also, it's like, we, in our current society... We are living on all of this development, mm. like we we are living past the the people who uh, who worked on uh, on on the, the street to clean the streets after the horses. Yeah, we we live in a society where that's already we, moved on. You that, mean yeah. that moved on from there? We live in a society where there are no more ice mongers, people who yeah. move ice blocks around, give it bring yeah. it to your house and give it to you. Milkmen, you know, all like there. And oh, there's good like and bad. Absolutely, there's there's good and bad with
0: all of these things, and I think it's great that lots of people can make it. But I think I know this is weird to say: most audiobook narrators ever do two or three audiobooks go that's too much work for me and then they never do it again like okay. we already have that cutoff. off yeah. how many people these days are uh, you know do professional level illustrators very few because it takes years and years and years and years and years to become a professional illustrator mm. you know yeah. I've got some friends who are professional artists but you know uh, and game developers They their job is making game assets like yeah. uh, that's great it's great that you can do that but in the future you're going to do like character some character design And then the assets themselves, the creation itself—it's just make work. You know that's the reason why computer games cost so much is because asset creation for these, you know, Grand Theft Auto games—you need to
1: pay the humans for it.
0: You're paying the humans Mm -hmm. for—I wouldn't say menial work, but it is art, and you could say all of that. But it's going to be replaced in the same way that layout was—is now a job that an author can do themselves by just go convert to PDF, yes, or convert to ebook. The, the In the end, we're getting closer and closer to humans do the crafting of the words. Please have an editor and a copy editor who can come in and fix it. Yeah. And then once you get there, the next humans that touch that, it can be my ears. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't like I'm not saying it's good that there's no more intermediaries, but we don't need like, again, bringing up the idea of Andy Weir. He did his own audiobook narration. Yeah. How many other... Um, authors out there could could give me a five star reading experience, but at the moment, because it's their first book and they're self published, they don't they can't afford an uh, like a narrator. Yeah which is a top 10 narrator, like I say, not top 10, but you know what I mean? Like a, you know, a, a top a, tier, a, a, a five, a, a anything above a five out of 10 audio book narrator, yep. a self-published author of their first novel, like Andy Weir, probably going to do it yourself and you're not going to do a good enough job and it's going to have to be re-recorded. Mm. And you can get away with that if you write a really fantastic book. And yep. again, as someone who I don't listen to, like, I don't read most people's first, audio, first books because, to be honest, probably won't be great, but some people's first books are great. And this allows them to get that. Again, I'm not saying that it's not worth it to pay a really good one. And but it is a pity of that lots of audiobook narrators, and that's what this this blog post is talking about here. Yeah. You know? Um virtual Audible's virtual voice is flooding the market. I talked about that. I think that's a, a short time flooding kind of thing, but it will flood the market yeah. as well. Someone's gone through, you know. I can definitely see it. We'll see a drop in our income from audiobook sales as the market gets even more crowded. It's like, yeah, welcome to the world. And I'm really sorry. Like, Let is- me tell you, as a yeah. musician yeah uh, like yeah. yeah as someone that's who's a just, live musician
1: that's just what happens yeah and
0: some of the uh, other analogies that i'm talking about is this like, like oh but what about the people who make like who work at the yeah. cinema it's like mm, what about the nice cinema at home it's like yeah but we have tvs now yeah. which are more accessible yeah. and more people can make and stuff. it is
1: going to get these kind of jobs that yeah. you know, like the artist the music uh the the, yeah. the the you know unfortunately that is how it is what uh, about
0: people making tv shows and doing this kind of stuff it's like yeah but then YouTube comes along like ah, YouTube's not you know it's that whole like disruption thing. Yeah. YouTube's not good enough. They've only got like one forty four p, and the internet's not good enough. And now I'm way happier to pay for like we don't have broadcast TV. We pay no. for Netflix yeah. and Apple TV. Yeah, and, we use these services. But you know what I use most of all? YouTube. Yeah. And nobody is getting paid for those videos. Or if they uh, some people are getting paid for yeah. some of those videos. Yeah. A lot of people are making the videos that I watch just as yes. part of their job or as a side job. But then the best ones. We're watching it in four K resolution yep. on a big screen T V on a couch and
1: Is it amazing? Yes, it is. It is, Am it is I amazing. Am always happy with how the way that this works and how the capitalistic is like, you get the money, you don't. No, but, no, I just, I but don't here's know. the thing.
0: I'm I just, wouldn't yeah. be able to watch this many people like do like do the juggling. Yeah. And because it, it, in my set, like people riding mountain bikes, it used to be three VHSs would come out in a year <laughs> yeah. and everyone would get those VHSs of mountain bikes and put them in. Yeah. Like there was like four magazines. I remember reading mountain bike magazines when I was like 16 or 17. That was it you yeah. read the magazine and then you were done
1: yes and then the VHS tapes they got worse and worse the more you watched them
0: <laughs> well we I would mostly watch again not so much mountain biking but kayaking and skiing and yeah. snowboarding and we had like three of each I worked an outdoor pursuit center like we lived there and stuff yeah. so I would watch these action you know VHS stuff and you'd watch them and then that would be it yeah. and there wasn't like <laughs> 20 more videos per day and you could say ah oh, but the videos these days aren't as quality and it's not an event it's like yes we have to find other ways to build community we have to find yeah. other things to come together at with at about with yeah. and hopefully this science fiction book review podcast is one of those. You know, we can have a discussion of this on the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. Yeah, and people can comment on this review and stuff and say, "Oh, it's not gonna." I'm just saying. Right now, I'm with you. Uh, humans do a better job. Yeah. In five years' time. How much longer? In five years' time, humans will still do a better job. Maybe in three years' time. But in eight years' time, nine years' time, I'm probably, if there's like, hey, an audiobook narrator you've never heard of or virtual voice, the latest, you know, 2028 virtual voice, I'm like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll go with the 2028 virtual voice.
1: Yeah. Because it's going to be in the
0: Audible app on my phone and I'm going to say, read it faster, but don't like speed up the voice so it goes like this, but just get through it quicker, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. So that's it a big episode but i really enjoyed this one
1: okay cool how much is how long is it
0: an hour and 24 all right nice so let's give um let's give uh saturn's H- how, legacy yeah. how
1: are you gonna rate this well i'm
0: gonna it, again i'm not even gonna do i'm not even gonna list this as sat artifact number one. Oh no it's artifact saturn's legacy number one by joshua james right i'm gonna i, I think in the title i'm gonna it's put, like a special episode i'm gonna put a uh, virtual you know virtual voice Uh, Thoughts on Thoughts on Audible's virtual voice Yeah Probably
1: Yeah, sounds good Because that book was just a medium Yeah, yeah. it was (laughs) literally
0: just to go Where is the technology now? Oh, actually no There is one more thing I wanted to do Which I just forgot about I was talking about improvements Yeah So it has here this I'm going to turn this You're now on the Audible page I'm on the Audible There's already different versions of this Listen to this The four corners and the universe Can you hear this? was afraid his grandfather had founded the largest empire on earth and naram-sin considered himself to be a living god but even in the oldest stories gods knew fear and naram-sin was no exception wow okay not oh, very good okay but like Is this it, sounds... that's not the version that let me i'm now going to play you that same section yeah. from the audible app okay yeah so let me turn this up here and i'm going to play the same section hopefully people can hear it here Narum Sin, king of the heavens, the four corners, and the universe. He was afraid. His grandfather had founded the largest empire on earth, and Naram-Sin considered himself to be a living god. But even in the oldest stories, gods knew fear, and Naram-Sin was no exception. So, I'm saying...
1: I I am quite impressed, because I have heard...
0: Between the two of them? Yes, because I... One of them is shit, and one of them is... Listenable.
1: <laughs> I have heard yeah. audiobook narrations like that.
0: Like the first one. Like
1: this like this kind yeah. of level of, yeah. you know, my brain needs to kind of decode what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm saying the second uh, okay. one that I played from my phone, which is the version that I listened to, yeah. if it had sounded like that first one, which is like this audible sample of virtual yeah. voice, wouldn't have been good enough. I would have never have listened to it. But because I listened to the, because, you know, it's in the free library and I could just listen to the first part of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's listenable. But why have we come here, asked Inley, following close on his master's heels. Uh, I just accidentally pressed stop on the wrong thing. I pressed stop on the, <laughs> the podcast recording rather than on my phone during the reading. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, like, why have we come here? Like, you can actually hear like, yeah. oh, it, it knows what a question is. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, It can look ahead, see a question mark at the end, know where the brackets are and says it in, not in any particular voice, but like, here is... Here is dialogue, he said. You know what I mean? Like, So it's good enough. It's
1: definitely one of those things that people have been very opposed to e-bikes. And every (laughs) time... You go to e-bike analogy. (laughs) Yes, it is. Perfectly. If at any point a person has then tried out an e-bike... I've always ever seen smiling faces because it is fun. And this is the same kind of thing with this. Like you can oppose everything until you then just experiencing it yourself and then see and hear, okay, right now I get it. Now I can make my own, like, you know, you have your own opinion about it and then like just... Keep, keep doing it from time to time and see for yourself
0: yeah but what I'm saying you can do it with the same book like this yeah. is two sections of the same book one yeah. with a virtual voice from whenever that was done Yeah. and then obviously the new version that I've got is just the a better version it yes. just reads it better it sounds better and that's, that's interesting in, that's yeah. in a few months okay you know this book was released in yeah in December it was end of 28 28th of December last year yeah and what we're we in now 11th of February Yeah. like if that's the improvement in just that time again yeah. I don't know when these were generated it, but just in the in the preview to now this virtual voice that i listened to is already better than whatever the sample voice was there yeah so interesting anyway, i just i forgot to mention that, that i queued up both of these at the same part yeah. of the yeah. of, of the prologue of the book that's fun so that's it all uh, right two stars for the book but set that aside um uh, audible virtual voice i'm giving a uh, two out of ten so that's like one star but who knows i thought three you said 3 out of 10. Oh yeah yeah. Maybe so th- let's let's give it like 1, 1. 1.5 stars out of 5 for now. Virtual voice Amazon's vir- virtual voice narration yeah. in 20 in January 2024 Yeah, 1.5 stars. Out of Five stars. Five. These okay. are stars, yes. you know. Yeah, right. uh, So again, uh, yeah, yeah. it's difficult to say. So in, in my rating, that would mm. be it. Of course, I'm not going to put that rating right. next as an audiobook because I'm not rating this uh, episode.
1: Good. All right. If people have feedback, go to the Goodreads listener group. Yeah, and thanks episode very much for feedback. sticking
0: with me doing a, uh, maybe I wouldn't say rambling, but long and in-depth thoughts about this kind of stuff. Yes. And again, I'm sorry to anyone who is going to be sticking up for the for the human narrators. I'm with you for now. Yeah. I'm with you. Good. All right. Except Will Wheaton. What's next? Oh, I was going to finish on that. Oh. Um no, next is um the uh Machine Vendetta um project no, was it Agent no, Prefect Trevor's Emergency number 3. Yeah. The end of a trilogy by uh, Alistair Reynolds yep. and you know what? It's so good to be not with Joshua James and not with virtual voice narration and be back with Alistair Reynolds and John Lee. I'm like,
1: ah, yeah, yeah. competent writing.
0: No, better than competent writing, like really interesting writing. Well done action.
1: Absolutely agree.
0: So let's get to that. So thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time.
1: Goodbye.